Hello. This is Prince, uh, I mean, King Charles here. I can get used to that. King Charles. And uh, you're listening to one of those podcasts. Um, we the people. And, what, what's that? It's for the Americans. Ah, the colonials. What, what, what's that? 1776. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, 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 enjoy this podcast, you ungrateful colonials. And remember, I am your true king. I need a Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Pure Teach, coming back at you from the beautiful, sunny part of Europe they call Belgium, the heart of Europe. Enjoying the growing spring weather over here is fantastic. And uh, got a couple of people with me today. Really happy to, well, I can't really introduce him as conservative prof anymore. So I guess you are now the great doctor conservative prof. Well, we can debate the great part of that. But yes, I have finally, after just over, well, not quite four years, but almost four years of blood, sweat, and tears, and not many tears, just a little bit of tears, but mostly blood and sweat, I finally completed my doctorate. So it's over. And there was much rejoicing. Congratulations, Prof. That's really cool. Thank you. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, We're really excited to have Kurgle back with us as well. Hey, Kurgle. Hello. Congratulations, doctor. Thank you. You know, a funny aside, uh, many, many, many years ago, one of my first jobs, I'm ashamed to say, was in telemarketing. So my job was to disturb people in their their homes in the evening and try and sell them a variety of windows and doors and what have you. And one of the uh, one of the people I called was a doctor. His name was actually spelt D E. This is his surname D E apostrophe A T H, and it's pronounced Dath. But I I just <laughs> read this name and I said, "Is this Doctor Death?" <laughs> <laughs> if he needs work, Hillary Clinton's hiring. So you know, if he's Doctor Death, out for hire. Yes. But, um, yeah, so the, the doctor is is in our midst now. So this could become, I guess, one of those talk shows, hey, where the doctor comes on and gives relational advice, just just like we did in the last episode, hey, Prof? There you go. I'm a doctor of business, so it has to be business-related, not relational. Although business is about relationships, that's for sure. But uh, it should true. be business-focused. Oh, well, congratulations. We're very happy for you. And it has... Uh, certainly from my side, it has caused a bit of confusion in, in the headline forum because you've also changed your, your user handle. I did. Yes. So I'm, tra- I'm there tagging. I'm just typing in at conservative prof and Stanky Stankovic commented and said, uh, actually. Actually. It's doctor. That's right. I was right. like, oh, okay. I didn't realize. I'll give you a story about why that is. A while ago, slightly disparate housewife suggested that I change it to DR conservative prof, and I really like that. And the reason she said that 
was there so many users with the name conservative as their first name? And she said it would take a long time to find me if she wanted to tag me at something. However, I've been informed recently, as of just a few minutes ago, by Kurgle that there's also a Dr. Conservative out there without the prof at the end, which I did not know, but now I do. So now now when we tag you, your name comes up sooner. We just need to make sure we get the whole name. That's right. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So Prof, what's, I, I understand, apart from your username change, I believe there's been some other things going on in your world. Why don't you tell us about that? There have been a few things. And first of all, I'm the reason that we're recording this uh, podcast so much later than the uh, last one that we did with Mr. Sender. We recorded that one on March 31st, and we had another one lined up for about two weeks after that, but I was sick. I did not feel well at all. I could barely talk without coughing, which is a big problem when you teach classes. So I actually had to cancel a couple of days worth of my classes and whatnot and stop talking for a while, but I would have not, I would not have survived that uh, podcast that we, did, that we would have done a couple of weeks ago. So first of all, I'm the reason, blame me for being, there being such a lag time between recordings. But then a few other things have happened. I finally achieved a lifelong dream. It's, it's been a goal of mine since I was very young. And it finally happened uh, just not too long ago. You're, all, you're not going to believe this happened to me, but it really did. I was able to get a Babylon Bee headline published that referenced Lizzo. Thank you. Thank you. Lifelong goal of mine. I've been working on that for so long, and it finally happened. So thank you all. For getting that done. So that's congratulations. Yes, thank you. So that's my really big news that really overshadows everything else. No, in all seriousness, a couple of things happened um, besides me completing my uh, doctorate. And a few of you have asked what's my doctorate in. It's, a, it's called the DBA, Doctor of Business Administration. That's the degree that I worked on. It's, it's what they call an applied doctorate. And so what that means is you link the work you do to your professional life. So before I was in teaching, I was in accounting and finance in the corporate world for a long time. So I was able to use a lot of that in my doctorate. And my thesis that I wrote was about, it's a really exciting topic. Everybody's going to, it's a page turner, adjunct faculty management, real exciting, I know. So, but that was my thesis. And I do a lot of that in my job, um, in my full-time school. So um, I'm, I'm done. That's all I got to do is graduate. So um, I'll do that in the first weekend of June. Um, but I also was blown away, um, absolutely stunned to find out that I won faculty of the year at my school. I was absolutely stunned. And they don't tell you in advance. You find out at this really big ceremony that you win that. Um, we give awards to all of our students for various things, um, athletics. Every school within the university awards two or three top students with various awards and whatnot. And then we cap it off with this faculty award, which I was not expecting to win. So that what that means, though, is in the fall, so about a week after school starts in late August, is I have to give a speech to the entire student group and all the faculty and everything. So um, I'm, I've been thinking about what's that, what that's going to be. Can I run a joke by you guys that I might do at this particular um, event in the fall? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Sure. For a joke? Okay. So... Picture this setting about um, an auditorium that seats about a thousand people. The front few rows are all the faculty, then staff, then students are kind of in this group. And then on stage would be me. There's actually two faculty award winners. So me and the other one, uh, the president of our school, uh, my boss, the vice uh, president for academic affairs, our campus pastor would be up there. 
And mm-hmm. so we go through this whole program, do a bunch of stuff, and I'd be given about five minutes to, to do a speech. And what I'm going to start my speech out is basically I'm going to look at our campus president and say, I feel like this would be a really good time to apologize for something that I did when I first started here 11 years ago. And hopefully that would get his attention, have me look at me like, what, what are you going to talk about? And I'm going to make this joke. Um, so the, my very first semester at school, I told my students that bacon is always the answer. Unfortunately, what happened is every quiz or exam I gave my students, um, they just put down bacon as every answer. So I had to give them all A's. And so I apologize for doing that. <laughs> okay, you guys laugh. So, okay, that, you're my test audience to see if that joke would work. I'll try to refine it a little bit more when I tell it in front of a live audience. But um, So another thing that happened is... I adopted a niece and nephew. Wow. I don't know if anybody knows that or not, but I adopted a niece and nephew. Maybe they adopted me as their uncle. I'm not quite sure how it happened. But Nicholas, N-I-C-A-L-O-I-S, which is a husband and wife uh, team that shares an yes. account. On their, on not the B now also, so on the Babylon B and not the That's B. Right. But so they wow. run the convo dude, and they asked if I could be their uncle. So I'm, I'm fun uncle prof for them, and I really appreciate that. So I've enjoyed that relationship with them. And then one more really exciting thing happened, and I met my very first bee live in person. So I have never met anybody in person. Um, Obviously, through the podcast, I've met a lot of people virtually where we can see each other and talk to each Mm. other, but never in person. So bee user Coriucola, Coriucola, um, and her husband have been traveling across the country, going from the East Coast to Idaho and then back. And they were stopping in my city because they have a friend here that they wanted to stop and visit. So we got to have lunch together. We had a great time. spent about two hours together. Um, they bought me lunch, which was really nice. I, so I want to say thank you again for that. But it was really nice to talk, be speak to somebody um, in person and they get it, right? That's what we could do. We could talk about all the quirks uh, of the forum, all the things that are going on and understand it. And Corey Cola is a listener to our podcast. So thank you uh, for listening. Hello. And she asked, she asked me a really good question. Uh, she asked me, what time do you guys record that? Because I know that Tiege is in Europe. And she was really curious about that. And I said, generally, about two o'clock central time is when we generally been starting because um, Tiege is seven hours ahead of central time. And I'm in central time and Tiege is seven hours ahead of me. So that's generally worked out. We That's usually what we do. Yeah, I was jealous when I heard about that that you got to meet her. is is so is so cool meeting someone in person. Yep, very very nice. Really enjoyed our time together, and um, her and her husband were so nice and generous, and it was great. I think there are one or two, not many, but there are one or two subscribers over this way as well. I think um, Snek maybe from yeah. somewhere in Europe. Yes, correct. And I'm not sure about uh, if there's anyone else, but. Man, the, the subscribers are growing all the time, so there may be. So if you're from Europe, let me know. Maybe I can meet a, a B person in real life. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, that's what's been going on for me uh, over the last month or so. So let's go ahead and see what Kurgle's been up to the last month or two since, since the last time that we talked. Oh, so busy, busy, busy all the time. That really busy time of year with so much going on with school and so many activities, something every night. But but things are going pretty good, and we get to put a new roof on our house, which that's Woo-hoo! exciting. Excellent. <laughs> so thanks do, to do the hail. Do you have a roof at the moment? 
we do have a roof. It's just in pretty bad shape right now. So <laughs> it's not holy or anything like that. No, not not quite holy. But we'll get that taken care of, and then maybe in another twenty years we'll get another roof. I would like to say, I'm conservative prof. Again, congratulations on being a doctor, and I am very glad you're feeling better. Yes, thank you. And but yes. I do have to say, I think you probably brought that on yourself with the COVID. Oh no! Because I I have a feeling. I bet you were not wearing your mask. I was not, I have not worn a mask in a very long time. I know. So yes, you're right. I, that was self, self-inflicted wound. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes you would was. think someone with 10 or no, now 11 million points would know better. You would think so. But you know, common sense eludes some people and sometimes it eludes me too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, glad <laughs> you're feeling better. Thank you. I too got a new roof last year. For the same reason, Kurgle's getting a new roof. Um, wind, hail, all that good stuff. We had two big hailstorms last summer um, run through my city. And yeah, yeah. so me and my entire neighborhood has new roofs now. So they're pretty. Do you guys get any uh, hurricane problems or, t- or tornado? Are you in a, any sort of tornado path over there? I have absolutely no idea. We would not get a hurricane where we live, but tornadoes are if very If we did, common. it would be very, very bad. Yeah, if we got a, if we got a hurricane... Probably just thank you, Jesus, come and get us now because it's everything's going to be really bad. So, um, but yeah, hurricane or uh, tornado season where I live, June is the um, month with the most uh, tornadoes. But we can get them any time. I my city hit got hit by tornadoes September of 2019. There was a whole bunch of them that went through and wow. did quite a bit of damage. Thankfully, missed us by a few blocks. But um, yeah, we can still get tornadoes for sure. As can yeah, also. T- tornado warnings are pretty common where we are. Yeah, that's just completely foreign to me. And also earthquakes. I think we've had like one earthquake here in 20 years that I've known of in Belgium. It's very, very unusual. Uh, and obviously, I think one tiny tornado which touched down and that was it and no, no real damage. But uh, I, I sometimes see them passing by on Not the Bee, for example. And it's, uh, man, it just looks crazy, hey? Yeah. Okay. Like you, Kurgle, it's really busy for me here as well, and um, loads going on. The, since the last time we recorded, there was a two-week vacation period here, uh, but for me, it was all about preparing for, yeah, I mean, I, they use the word internship here, but I think that paints a, a bit of a different picture over there in the States. It kind of, would I be right in saying it kind of gives the impression of being somebody's dog's body and doing lots of... Oh, what it sounded doing lots of odd jobs. Yeah, what it sounded to me like you were doing was student teaching. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing, I'm actually teaching. I'm I'm going into real schools, teaching. Uh, I guess the equivalent of high school age over there. So between twelve to sixteen, and uh, it's all assessed. So the usual classes were sat there listening and watching and observing me and making notes, and then occasionally somebody from the university themselves would come and sit in as well and observe. So I had a crazy uh, couple of weeks preparing for that <clears throat> and then a week of observing before teaching. And so that's four weeks, which is just shot by really, really quickly. And um, that's just uh, finished for me l- this last week. We're recording this at the beginning of May. So the last week of April was when I, was when I had that assessed teaching. And then uh, we've uh, just got this week and two weeks of lessons and then uh, a week off to study and then the exams start. 
and then there's three weeks of exams and that's it. So the year is, my goodness, it's flown by and I'm really looking forward to June 15th. That's my last exam. And then it's, uh, well, three months off really, but I do have to, at this moment, I've got one exam to retake. So uh, in August, that will be probably, uh, which is a bummer, but it's better than, last year I had about seven exams to do in August. Uh, so <laughs> it's looking a bit better this year. I'm hoping to have a bit more of a, of a break. And um, I'm hoping as well, Prof, we can get a few more episodes of We The Beeple churned out. Apologies to our five listeners who look forward to our episodes. I will have more free time in the summer for sure. So hopefully it'll work yeah. out better for us. If our five listeners have anyone burning on their heart that you'd love to hear on We The Beeple, uh, why not drop us a mail or tag us? I'll put the email address in the show notes because I always say it wrong. <laughs> But uh, yeah, drop us a note. Let us know who, who out of the headline forum community would you like us to interview? Yeah, so we had a very special honorary guest at the beginning of the episode, which is His Majesty. By the time this episode comes out, he will be King Charles. And uh, this is the first king of England for, well, almost 100 years, actually. I mean, Queen Elizabeth was sitting on the throne for a huge amount of time. And um, how did the Americans take all of the royal because I, I think I, I get the impression you guys are quite intrigued by the royal family but at the same time maybe you don't see the point or you don't get it or understand uh, I'd be keen to understand your honest thoughts because uh, obviously I'm not in the UK at the moment and I feel a little bit removed so feel free to be brutally honest from what I've always noticed is either people think it's really really cool or they really don't care it, yeah. it seems like it's one extreme or the other. I know people who care a lot. They watch all the things. They'll get up early to watch the weddings, the coronations, the all those things. And I know people who could care less. So I, I feel like just like Kurgle said right there, and I'm in the really don't care camp personally. So despite my <laughs> affections for you, Tiege. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Don't worry. I mean, to be honest with you, I, can I be honest? I mean, I, I, I'm not really that interested either to be honest my 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 wife is is not british she's from belgium and she's more interested about it than i am but it's a big deal you know I've got, obviously i've got friends and family in the uk and i guess wherever you stand on the royal family it's it's a big deal it's a probably a once in a lifetime moment uh although you know he's uh he's 74 so if he follows in his father's footsteps i guess he he could be on the throne for uh, at least an, another 20 plus years and and then it'll be over to his son, William, to, to follow him after that. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I've got some opinions on, 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 on King Charles. I, I haven't followed him that closely, but I think he uh, – I have my concerns about his – particularly his view on religion and uh, his – I think he's got more of a liberal view of where the UK should stand on, on certain issues. Um, so that is slightly concerning. But, um, I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't have a huge amount of real power Anyway, it's more of a honorary honorary position, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool nonetheless, and it's I mean it's just amazing to think this the royal family's been around for hundreds of years. So there's a lot of history there, going way before 1776. So which is when your history started. So everything before then, I don't know. <laughs> everything before 1776 was a mistake, Tiege. I just I'm sorry to inform that inform you of that, but it was. And Ron Swanson said it, so it has to be true. I mean, that's, that's yeah, what well, I got going for me. Can't argue with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, regardless of how I feel, uh, 
word of God calls us to pray for those in leadership and 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 what have you. So I'll be I'll be praying for him that he uh, as he steps into that role that there'll be some sort of heavenly guidance. Uh, and you know, I mean, you, you see this in the Bible, don't you? God used godless kings, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, for example, and uh, plenty of others to lead and guide them. And it doesn't really matter who's on the throne. God is still on his, and I guess he can direct the heart of the king in whichever way he wishes, as uh, I think it was the prophet Daniel said. So we shall watch this space with interest and, and see what happens. So um, God bless his majesty, I guess is all I can say to that. We the people will be right back after this commercial message. We all love our teens, but their laundry piles, not so much. So much dirt and sweat stains. And what's this? Cheeto dust? Oh, and that smell. I was using the leading liquid bargain brand detergent, but I found myself using up to three times more than you're supposed to, and my teen's clothes still didn't smell clean. So I switched to new Ultra Snazzle. After one wash, I couldn't believe the difference. Unlike other detergents that cover up odors, Snazzle cleans deep down to actually remove both dirt and odors from the source with no need to pre-treat. Even that old basketball jersey that's been at the bottom of the laundry pile for six months will smell like new. And with Snazzle's new bleach alternative whitening power, your teen's clothes will be so white it's racist. So you can make them look like the little angels you pretend they are. New Ultra Odor Buster Snazzle Max with Bleach Alternative. Now in delicious tasting power pods. Try it today and kiss that teen laundry pile goodbye. Well, Tiej and Kurgel, I'm really happy to announce I just got off the phone right before we started recording today with um, Bob Skirtstake. And if you don't know who Bob Skirtstake is, he is one of the partners of the law offices of Skirtstake and Booger Lily. And, uh, Burger Lily is Shondo, Shondo Burger Lily. So it's Bob Skirtsteak and Shondo Burger Lily. They've had a law firm for quite a few years now, and they wanted to call and sponsor our podcast. They there were a couple of things that really wanted to uh, they wanted to visit with me about when they made that phone call. First of all, they were really worried that we could only afford the five questions. Um, they are big um, fans of the Babylon Bee. They watch the main Babylon Bee podcast. They've got 10 questions, and they reached out to me and said, you know, we heard you on the last podcast say you guys can't afford more than five questions. We want to sponsor that and hopefully get you another question that you can afford to use. So hopefully in the future, we can have at least six questions. That would be the goal. The other thing is they were really worried about people being bum-fuzzled. Um, that really bothered them. Um, they believe that uh, we, there could be some serious legal re repercussions for that. And they want to encourage all the forum subscribers, if you've been bum-fuzzled against your will, that they know that um, they could help you. And we'll have um, a phone number that we can maybe post later. And you can call them um, and visit with them and see if you have a case. So if you've been bum-fuzzled against your will, they're more than happy to help you out. So the law offices of Skirtsteak and Bugger Lily, Bob Skirtsteak and Shondo Bugger Lily, um, Make sure you visit with them if you have any legal needs whatsoever, but especially if you've been bum-fuzzled, we'd really appreciate if you give them a call. Uh, let them know that you're a B subscriber. When you talk to them, uh, make sure you mention promo code B, and they'll give you 10% off uh, whatever legal fees they might charge you. Um, in addition, they might give you a mug. You just never know. Um, they might have a mug somewhere they can give you. So welcome. Uh, Skirt Steak and Bugger Lily, we're glad to have you on board as a sponsor. Conspiracy Theory 
with conservative prof. The truth is out there. Well, Tej and Kurgle, I have another conspiracy theory. Um, one thing about having a month or so between recordings is there's a lot of time for me to think of conspiracy theories. And I've got one about spam and potential spam. Um, I get these phone calls frequently from somebody named Potential Spam. And I'm always really hopeful because I'm one of those weirdos who actually kind of likes spam. Um, it's not bad, especially if you fry it with something. Every time I answer the phone, when somebody that phone says Potential Spam, the person I talk to, when I say, do you have spam? They say no. And they talk to me about some sales pitch or something like that. Some weird guy was trying to sell me windows in the middle of the night, calling me to sell me windows. I couldn't believe it. He had nothing. He didn't know anything about spam. So I am going to go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you that I believe that when somebody calls you and your phone says potential spam, they don't really have spam. So I'm sorry to disappoint all of you out there that actually like spam. Um, I'm sorry. So I believe that's, that's the conspiracy I've got this time. I, I believe that conspiracy theory. Because we get calls all the time from someone named Spam Risk. Oh, Spam Risk. Spam Risk, yeah. And every time they call, it's like, all right, if it's a risk for spam, I'm going to go for it. And I answer and no one's there. Or it's about car insurance or warranty or something. Never spam. Ah. So I, I believe you. So disappointing. So disappointing. So sad. I, you would think the folks at Hormel, that's the company that makes spam, would um, sue some people. They need the law offices of Skirts Taken Burger Lily to sue these people. Yeah, they, they've really been bumfuzzled. They've been bumfuzzled. Absolutely. So yeah. anyway, that's my conspiracy. And thankfully, I've got a, a co-conspirator here that believes me. So it makes me feel better. <laughs> Do you guys do you guys get that over there then? When you get a phone a spam call, it says on your phone potential spam or Yeah. We don't get that here. Okay. And yours says spam risk? Yeah, it says spam risk. So I hit the button to turn it on and then I turn it off back off right away and it's just hang then up. Then I on go it. block the number, is what I do. As soon as I get one of those, I block the number. Yeah. But it is it's really funny though, because um whenever the phone rings, we always hope that it says spam risk. Oh sure. <laughs> and we and we look at the caller ID, it's like Oh, good. It's just a spam risk. So we don't, to, because then we know nobody's actually calling to talk to exactly. us. Because, <laughs> you know, it's rare that you get phone calls. It's, yeah. you, you know, usually even my parents will text me uh, versus a phone call, you know? So, yeah. We don't have a land. Uh, what do you call that over there? A, landline. We call it a landline. Yeah. We don't have a landline anymore. We do. Yeah. We haven't had one for a long time. We're, we're thinking of getting one again because my, uh, the only people that ever rang us on that were my in laws. And, uh, they're not old, but they're in their early 70s, I think, now. And uh, we've often thought, hmm, maybe it's good just to have a landline in case something happens and they want to call us in the middle of the night. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we just, we, just use our, uh, we just use our cell phones and that's, that's kind of all you need, really. Yeah, we, we kept ours for the longest time because we thought, well, if the cells go out, then we have our landline. But the cell phones are actually a lot more... Um, you can rely on them a lot more than the landline, but we, we still just haven't gotten rid of it. Well, as we've said already, it's been quite a long time, actually, since we last sat down together. And since then, there's been a whole flurry of published headlines from the community. So we just wanted to go through and read all of those. And uh, Prof, I think you were going to start us off with the with the first one. 
I would love to. So a longtime subscriber, um, fairly new to the forum, Jess Palmer, and Jess Palmer I would consider to be a friend of mine, um, and she had her first published headline a month ago, and this is it. Trump to host mega rally in New York City on Tuesday to celebrate his largest fundraiser in history, DA Bragg. So that was about the whole arraignment and arrest thing. The next one is from Emotional Support Python. And this one says, cheap imitation of beer endorses cheap imitation of women. <laughs> Congratulations on the publish. Excellent. This one's also from a month ago. It's from Trooper777. WH Easter egg hunt ends abruptly when local child discovers classified documents in his eggs. Love it. Love it. The next one is from Jack Flack. Trump pens his first prison epistle to the Floridians. <laughs> and great. I remember that, that when that one got read on the podcast, everybody laughed. So yeah. well done, Jack Flack. Well yeah, it's a good one. Very good. Very funny. All right. So very special one from Dr. Conservative Prof. <laughs> Mandalorian canceled when Lizzo mistakes Grogu for a small pig and eats him. Woo! <laughs> the perfect Lizzo reaction. Yes, yes. It is required. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I get to read this. This is oh, this is such a funny. I mean. All of these headlines are funny, but this one really made me laugh out loud. It's from The Librarian from three weeks ago. Such a funny headline. Peppa Pig's family beach vacation ruined by Jesus healing demoniac at nearby cemetery. Uh, the next one's from Be Happy 2. Prince Eric asks Ariel to sign consent in terms of use agreement in triplicate before kissing. <laughs> I have another one from The Librarian. And this one says, recently evicted, crudely clothed, and shoeless, Adam and Eve finally feel at home in local Walmart. <laughs> the next one is from a user I, I'll be honest, I haven't come across before. Zup with that. I guess that's kind of youth speak for what is up with that. Uh, <laughs> so this is from two weeks ago. Frustrated pastor institutes type of MLB pitch clock for prayer meetings. And the background is that the Major League Baseball has a pitch clock now. So that's what, that's what the reference is. Yes. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of these headlines. And when I see them, I have never heard of a pitch clock before. Oh, sure, sure. And so I had no idea what these headlines were talking about. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I didn't. If I was just reading that I, without any point of reference, I wouldn't understand it. But I, with the Photoshop, it really helped. Right. And I, I'm actually part of a. Uh, a closed worship leader group on Facebook, and I shared that article, and that it just lit up. Everyone thought it was uh, very, very funny. So, oh, that's uh, great! That's great. Yeah, after I saw enough of the headlines, kind of getting them all in context, I kind of got at least an an idea behind it. So then, yeah, so it, it is a funny headline. I just did not know what a pitch clock was before. <laughs> um, I've got one from Howie Shear from two weeks ago. Local leaders complain that if Walmart closes all its Chicago stores, the people will have no place to loot. <laughs> Sad. Yes, but very good. That's a great one. Okay, I have one from Jay Swag. Disney execs marvel at Mario movie success even without the gay stuff. <laughs> How can a movie be popular without gay stuff? Is that possible? I don't know. We went and we saw the movie when it first came out. 
And I have to tell you, I did not notice any gay stuff in it, but it was still funny. I couldn't believe it. How did that happen? How's in that 2023, you can't be funny without gay stuff. Come on. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But they they pulled it off. Has that movie made it to Europe, Tish? Yes, yes. My uh, my kids went to see it on uh, Monday. Was a national holiday here, so they went to the cinema on uh, on uh, on Monday and thoroughly enjoyed it. So my youngest son, who doesn't do movies much, he says, "Dad, want to go to the movie with me?" I'm like, "Yes, I will go with you. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with you to anything you want me to go with you to." But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, the next headline is from Political Satire. This is from a week ago. 57-year-old Don Lemon fired because he's past his prime age of maybe his 40s. Uh, poor Don. Not really, but poor Don. Um, the next one's from El Briano or El Biriano uh, from six days ago. Biden campaign ad used stunt double for high-risk stare scene. <laughs> I couldn't get that one through that without laughing. That's <laughs> that a great fun. one. Yeah. That's, That's a good. great one. That's good. Next, we have one from Reader Rabbit 7 and this one says, Hollywood WGA strike threatens to postpone Biden press conferences. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. Absolutely. Okay, so a very special one here for Pure Tige. Yes. Uh, from just four days ago. This one happened over the weekend. That was great. Noah starting to think it was a bad idea to take woodpeckers. So well done. Good job. Can Congratulations. I laugh at my Yes, you're allowed to laugh at your own jokes. I laugh at my own jokes because often nobody else is. Yes. So I always laugh at my own jokes. I was, funny aside, if I may tell it, I, I was enthusing to my wife that I've been published. And uh, she couldn't really care less, to be honest, about the, about the Babylon Bee. <laughs> but uh, I, was so, I was so excited. And um, she said, oh, okay, do you, do you get paid for that? I was like, uh, no. Uh, hey, honey, guess what? I pay them. To do that. <laughs> Shh. Don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> I pay them with love and kindness and tenderness. Not with actual money. But that's such a dumb joke. I can't believe they published that. But yeah, oh. okay. I was, uh, I was happy to see that. Thank it you very funny. much, Kyle. <laughs> okay. Our last published headline this episode is from The Treadmill. And this one says, Americans stunned to learn that late night shows pay writers. <laughs> I, for one, was very stunned. Yeah, there you go. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that whole situation was just ripe for a B headline. I mean, yeah. absolutely. as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and pitch a headline about the writer's strike, but there'll, there'll be something very, very funny. I and pitched was. a couple. I pitched a couple. Yeah. I think most people probably did. Funny stuff. Congratulations, everybody. Yes. yes. Recently, we've had two really big celebrations in the forum. A couple of very special ladies. Uh, first, uh, the queen of firsts, Sue Peterson, hit five million points. Congratulations, Sue. And then also, uh, just this past week before our recording, we got to celebrate Murph. Murph hit five million. And she doesn't, neither, neither one of these ladies do very many headlines, but they are so active and just such a big part of the community that they hit 5 million without posting headline after headline after headline. So that's quite an accomplishment. Um, but yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with Murph. And I have to say, um, 
Murph was such a joy to celebrate because she is always in there, you know, congratulating everybody, cheering everybody on. It was just, it was a great day. Had a lot One of One of the most positive and nicest people I've only met virtually, right? That's, that's yeah. the way to describe Murph. And I also want to put a shout out for Reckless for Life. So whenever we do a $5 million um, uh, celebration, there's usually some kind of art or uh, somebody creates a Photoshop to post in all the headlines. And so Reckless for Life had some original artwork that was used to celebrate Murph that was outstanding. So if you find any uh, of those headlines about Murph, look at the comments and you see that artwork by Reckless for Life. It was really good. It was very, very talented. Yeah, that, that was so special that Reckless for Life did that. And, and you know, because Murph always does that. And so I was wondering, who's going to do it for Murph? You know, I, I didn't know what we were going to do. And then uh, Reckless for Life showed me her pictures that she made. I thought that's perfect. I knew Murph would love them so much. Absolutely. They were great. I I have zero art skills. Like I can draw a stick figure like nobody's business. So <laughs> I'm impressed by uh, good art. I'm always impressed because I'm like, I, can, I can't do anything like that. That's not my skill set. Yeah, I, I can either. Well, I can see some other people are lining up to cross that 5 million barrier. And uh, SDH is creeping up there slightly on 4.59. But uh, I don't know how quickly that's going to change now. But uh, anything else is also uh, straight up behind her with 4.35. And Stanky is just behind her at uh, 4.34. So, And then it's Lee Corey and I trailing at a miserable 3.8 something. So... Pick up the pace, Tij. Get it going. I, I honestly have no idea how these other guys, how you will shoot ahead so fast. I think uh, I'm clearly not interacting as much as one should. Well, I know why the reason is. It's the exchange rate. Uh, the US points versus Belgian points. The exchange uh, rate is really holding you back. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> but yeah, there's um, quite a few coming up. We'll have some more celebrations soon. And just everybody keep Keep posting, keep commenting, because we're always watching. And That's when right. you get to 5 million, you're going to get a party. And uh, perhaps while we're talking about this, it's just reminded me of Dissidente Redactico. And uh, I think, if I may, mention the fact that he may be taking a bit of a break from the forum. I think you can mention it. Um, I think he might come back. Yeah, he, he never did give a – he said he was leaving, but he never did give like an official I'm leaving headline or anything. So, Dissidente, we weren't 100% sure if you're listening to this, whether or not you're leaving. We, we hope you're not. But if you, if you do or if you tone it down a bit and you're, you decide not to post as much, I mean, looking at this, he posted a, a headline one week ago and hasn't done anything since. Um, so it looks like he's taking his foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but we, as I said to him as well in, in the comments, we'll, we'll miss him if he's not going to hang around. But uh, hopefully he'll still continue to check in. And uh, obviously, we've, if you haven't heard that episode, we did interview him back. I think it was the before Christmas, wasn't it, Prof? Uh, so you can find that back in the archives. Not that there's not that there's a huge amount of archives. I think this is our twelfth episode. <laughs> yes, it's our twelfth episode. So it won't be won't take you long to find previous episodes and go through them. Although I I do like to think of it as our eleventh because our first one was the pilot, and that doesn't really count. Correct. I would say that's true. Yes. Yeah. So. And I should have said something. I think this, this, I remember the guys on the B when they got to their 10th episode, they, they made a big fuss about it. And apparently if you get to your 10th episode, the chances are 
you're going to keep doing it. Whereas if you mm. if you don't reach ten, that that's kind of the cutoff point, really. So we have crossed the th- the threshold, Prof. There's no turning back now. Congratulations! And now we have sponsors, so we we got smooth sailing ahead now. Yeah, it's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure there's um you have a lot of sponsors waiting to come on too, don't you? Oh, I'm sure. My phone rings a lot. Um, maybe with all these spam calls I get, maybe we get Hormel to sponsor us. I think we should. We should try to check into that. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, I think there's a golden bathtub on its way. So, oh, awesome. So, I just wanted to give a shout out, and it's something we've talked about on the podcast before, and it's something Prof and I we'd love to do more of is welcoming new users because we've really just had no idea how many new users join the Babylon B headline forum on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. So we're talking five or 500 people or, or more. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to user marked for deletion who is currently going by username airborne welcome weasel. And uh, he's, uh, he's doing a great job actually. And I think his particular headlines in question may be landing at a time that's not convenient for me with the time difference. But uh, I've come to realize recently that he's putting quite a lot of work as we've got Little Jedi doing his mega dutes. We've got Nicholas doing husband and wife team doing the combo dutes. Apparently, we've now got Marked for Deletion doing a sort of a welcome mail. And uh, I had the good fortune of looking at this recently, and I was uh, pretty impressed and amazed to see the level of detail that's gone into those welcome messages not just from Marked for Deletion, but he's linked to other headlines, for example, from Little Jedi, who has just put together this incredible PDF document that welcomes people to the headline forum. I had no idea he'd done that. But um, I had some contact with Marked for Deletion, and I said, hey, you know, would you mind if we read out uh, some of the users uh, that you've been welcoming uh, and put it on the podcast as well? And uh, to be honest with you, Prof and Kurgle, there's so many, even in just the first few days, I, I don't think it's realistic to unfortunately, to sit here reading them all. I mean, there's, 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 there's just a, a huge long list here I see in front of me. And that's just from the first two or three days. So I think it's safe to say there's a lot more than we realized. However, the question remains how many, because there's different types of uh, subscribers, right? And I think not all of these are people that are able to post on the headline forum. Uh, but I'll, I'll just list off a few of them and I'll, I'll tag them as well in the show notes. So this user... Fidu, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hey Car, Ray and Stella 1991, Denise 5, Lob Wedge, T Knee, SW Wilkes, Shelley King, Ferg Jim, Tommy Wexler, Bandras, Sean Gone, Steve Brylo 1, and it just continues. There's so many here. So it's really great to welcome all these new people. Again, I don't know how many of them can access We the Beeple or the headline forum in its full extent. But uh, just wanted to give a shout out to, to a very, very, very small number of new users. And uh, sorry to miss anyone else out there. And thanks so much, Marked for Deletion, for taking the time and effort and the initiative to, to welcome all of these new people and uh, just helping people, I guess, to make sense of the forum. As we've talked about before in the podcast, it can be very confusing. And uh, this way, people really are welcomed. I guess you could say, Prof, they're, they're kind of like the the welcome team uh, on a Sunday morning, hey? Absolutely. The welcome wagon, the welcome team, whatever you want to say. And I should also add that when Mark for Deletion does that, he puts in a lot of links Yes. so that a new user after they're tagged could go through and see those links and get caught up on kind of how we do things, the mega dudes, the convo dudes, um, how to tag people, how to mega dude, all that kind of stuff. So 
that's part of what he's doing also. So it's very much the welcome wagon and much appreciated. When I started in the forum, I would have loved to have a welcome headline like that. Just with all, and it's not just that he's welcoming people; he's also giving him giving them all the links and all the information. And I know um, Little Jedi works a lot with you know making sure everybody knows what's going on, and is is really helps I think a lot of people when they come on. Absolutely. Although I I must say one of the things I wasn't so keen on is he's indoctrinating people about the atomic fart weasel. <laughs> Why is that bad? Why is that bad? Oh, I don't see any downside to that. <laughs> I think it's just at the stage now where it's been accepted and I, I just like, I'm just like one of those old, old men, get off my lawn, you know, just complaining. And <laughs> You sound like Adam Yenzer. I can't believe the things <laughs> I laugh at now. When Adam reads those, he kind of shakes his head a little bit on the podcast. He didn't think that's atomic fart weasel. He just kind of <laughs> grits his teeth and reads it. So it kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Uh, one more shout out today. Um, user Jay Kesk has um, recently started his morning devotionals, and I know several of us have um, have signed on so he can tag us every morning. And I I look forward to it every morning. is just really good reminder, kind of you know just a short devotional we can see when we log in every day. So I just want to say thank you for doing that and keep it up because it's, it's really been a blessing. Amen. Amen. Kurgle, I was listening to the uh, latest, or one of, I was watching actually one of the latest sketches uh, with Jarrett Lamaster, where the FBI agents are listening in on phone calls. And I wanted to ask you, I heard some familiar voices on the phone. Did you actually provide a voice for that with SDH? Yes, I did. There you go. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. That's fantastic. I thought so. I thought I heard your voice. Yep. I was like, that's Kurgle. And that's SDH. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's a very funny sketch. So I've had some backwards and forwards both on the headline forum and also on Not the Bee with a few users there, just about the way of the British. And uh, of course, in our last podcast, Prof, you and I had some fun going backwards and forwards with some British expressions and American expressions. And, um, you know, I, I was commenting in a, in a chat recently with one of the users over on Not the Bee. I think it was Toyota. And I was. Yeah, I was just saying how polite the British can be. And uh, that, that can work in both directions, I guess. And it may be confusing for, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the, the Americans would be a little bit more direct compared to the British. Is that a fair assumption? Or does it differ from state to state or type of person? I think there could be some regional differences about that potentially. Yeah, probably. This got me thinking because when a British person says he agrees with you, he may not actually be agreeing with you and he may actually be saying, I disagree with you and I actually mean no. So I do have a list here and uh, I may have posted this on the headline forum in the past, but uh, there are actually phrases and expressions the British use that do actually mean no. And I guess it's, I guess we could say it's a little bit, Prof, it's a little bit like when a woman says, I'm fine. <laughs> She's not fine. Yeah. I, I guess... You could say it's the same for, for the British when, when they respond with one of these phrases. So the first one, if somebody asks a British person to do something they don't want to do, and the British person responds with, yeah, could do, that means no. That means no. Okay. Does it mean that they're really going to do it? No. <laughs> and I'm just being polite and I don't want to do it. Uh, if you're trying to pin, pin a British person down, let's say for a date in the diary, you want to pin a date in the diary to have to have them come over 
and they really don't want to and they're trying to be polite, they might just say, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm easy, really. When you say diary, do you mean calendar? I mean calendar. <laughs> okay. Makes more sense now. Yeah. I like it that okay. way. I wondered why there was this silence. <laughs> Come on, these are funny. Laugh. A diary is you're writing your personal yeah. stuff down that you don't want anybody uh, else yes, to see. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Calendar. Calendar. Okay. So another one here. Uh, you're trying to commit, get a British person to commit to something and they say, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Probably means no. Yeah. I've actually used that one lots myself. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that's an American one for sure. And I think that's one that parents like to use also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's parents very true. use it. Yep. Prof, you got me thinking of a headline now. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Better pitch away. I pitched a, I pitched a parent uh, a teen related headline earlier today. So yes. maybe you can fit one, another one in. That 5 to 6 p.m. Central time slot's the best time to pitch a headline. I will. Go to my grave saying that. So you got to stay up a little bit more to do that then. <laughs> okay. So, and again, this might be, we're maybe getting into universal territory with the Americans now, but uh, another one is maybe. Yeah, for sure. We might yeah. use that one. I, I use that one a lot. And uh, I, I may or may not have used this in conversation with my wife, to be honest. Uh, if, if a British person says, if that's what you fancy. I probably would not use that one. Hmm, I've used that maybe one. Maybe like. If that's what you think, or if that's what you, you want, go. but I don't know if I've ever used the word fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the last one. I, I, I have to be honest. I've used this quite a bit. I'll see how I feel. Yeah, we'll see. We'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see us using that one here in the states. And I think uh, I think some of these aren't necessarily so much British ways of saying no, but more of an introvert's way of saying no as well. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, true. Yeah. That would be very true. Yeah. <laughs> this could form some sort of a listicle headline for the bee. I think I've done a headline about that before. Seven ways to say no. Seven ways for introverts to say no. The bee presents. There, there you go. You should pitch that one. I think I already have. I'll have to check. Somebody here, because this was on Twitter that I found this, and somebody uh, has added one here uh, that comes from the wife. I'll add this as a bonus one. It says, do what you want. So if your wife says, do what you want... This definitely means don't do what you want. She does not. She does not want you to do what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it means quite the opposite. That is true. And full disclosure, um, I would have to say that Tej and I have to be more honest about actual marriage today, since we've got Kurgle here to keep us uh, uh, watch over us. We can't do what we did last time. So. so, ladies, married women out there, Kurgle's got your back. I'm always watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop! Who would cross the people bridge? Must answer nigh these questions five. Head into the golden bathtub he dives. Well, we have a special guest with us, and it was really hard to get this person to agree to do an interview with us. Um, first of all, just for me, Tej, and Kurgle, we have busy schedules anyway. It's hard for us just to drop everything and, and uh, have an interview or come on with us. But uh, we were able to land Orange Man Bad, uh, President Donald Trump uh, himself. And I'm not sure how this happened. I do want to give a special shout out to uh, Dan Dillon, who had a large role to play in helping us get this interview. Uh, Being a Floridian pays off, apparently, since 
uh, the Dillons aren't terribly far from Mar-a-Lago. So I think that was probably the connection that made this happen. So um, we were able to ask Orange Man Bad, Mr. Trump, um, the five questions that we ask everybody else, um, all of our guests that we have on the program. And so I will just start by asking the first question. Um, so first of all, for, for you, Mr. Orange Man Bad, when did you receive the Babylon Bee into your heart? Well, let me tell you something, folks. Nobody has received the Babylon Bee into their heart more than me. It's true. I read it every day. And let me tell you, it's fantastic. Best satire out there, believe me. So don't even try to question my love for the bee. It's tremendous. Okay, um, Mr. President, I have another question for you. What is your favorite headline that you've ever submitted to the bee? Well, let me tell you, nobody submits better headlines than me. Nobody. My headlines are tremendous, incredible, the best. I've had so many great headlines. It's really hard to pick just one, believe me. But if I had to choose, I'd say it's the one that said, Make America Great Again. That really resonated with people. And we made America great again, let me tell you. Well, Mr. President, it's a real honor to be able to speak with you. And uh, I, would, I would just like to ask you this question. What fast food menu item is the result of the fall? Well, first of all, nobody knows fast food better than me. Nobody. And let me tell you, this is a ridiculous question. Ridiculous. The fall, please. The answer's obvious. So obvious. The apple pie from McDonald's. It's been around since the beginning, and it's a classic. Great American classic. So stop with these gotcha questions, because I always have the answers. Always. Uh, Mr. President, would you mind me asking, do you, do you still like the Big Mac? You know, I've always been a big fan of fast food, folks. It's quick, it's easy, it's delicious. Let me tell you, nobody knows how to make a burger like McDonald's. Do you know what I like even more than a Big Mac? Winning elections. Let me tell you, nobody knows how to win like me. So yeah, I still like the Big Mac. But what I like even more is being the best at everything I do. Well, again, thank you, Mr. President, for allowing us this chance to interview you. I know you're very busy. I have another question for you. What is your favorite denomination, and why is it Baptist? First off, let me tell you, I think it's very unfair to be talking about my personal preferences like this. But I'll tell you what, I have a lot of respect for a lot of different denominations, okay? And if you're asking me why I happen to be partial to the Baptist Church, I'll just tell you this. It's because I admire their strong faith, their commitment to family values, and their love for our great country. Believe me, nobody loves America like the Baptists do, and that's why they have my support. <laughs> Mr. President, I would like to say thank you also. Um, such, such a pleasure to have you here. And this next question is a question that's very close to my heart. I love throw pillows, and I can't imagine the wonderful throw pillows that you have. So my question is, if, or not if, when the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows did they find? Look, folks, I gotta tell you, this question is totally out of control. Fake news, really. <laughs> Nobody loves my pillows more than me. Nobody. And as for the FBI, they've been coming at me hard, but I'm innocent, believe me. They didn't find anything because there's nothing to find. It's a witch hunt, plain and simple. Sad. Look, I gotta tell you, it's just sad to see these types of personal attacks from the other side. It really is unbelievable what they'll say just to try to bring a good man down. The fake news media loves to run with any little rumor or speculation they can cook up about me, because they know they can't beat me on the issues. 
Let me tell you, my house is a beautiful, beautiful place. And if the FBI ever did raid it, which they won't, believe me, they wouldn't find anything but greatness. So, Mr. President, do you own any my pillows? Look, everybody knows that nobody loves my pillows more than me. Nobody. They're fantastic pillows. The best pillows. And yeah, I own a couple, I gotta tell you. Just tremendous pillows. Tremendous. Does Mike Lindell visit you often? Well, let me tell you, nobody knows Mike Lindell like I do. He's a good guy, a tremendous entrepreneur. But let me make one thing clear. I don't talk about my private visits with anyone. That's between me and Mike. So stop with the fake news. Focus on the real issues. Like how we need to make America great again. Hashtag MAGA. Well, guys, it's uh, been really great to chat with you. I think uh, Prof has to crack on and do some doctoring stuff. And uh, I do. Kurgle has a few teen laundry piles to attack. A few. Uh, and I'll have to go to bed. It's, it's getting late here in, uh, in Europe. So uh, it's been really great to visit with you guys. And um, it's been wonderful to have the opportunity to interview uh, Mr. President, the, true, the one and true president, Mr. Trump himself and also just to catch up with you guys and uh, we're looking forward to our next episode we'll try not to leave such a big gap we'll, we'll have to see hey prof how uh, what time allows I've, I've got my exams coming up at the end of uh, the end of may so but then after then i'm kind of free for a quite a long time so we'll definitely find time yeah we'll figure it out even while we've been uh, talking in between recording here we've we've got some ideas for some forthcoming guests which we think everyone will love and like I said earlier, if you've got anyone burning on your heart that you'd love to see us interview, please let us know. Also, give us your feedback. What do you think? Is there something you, you want to see more of, less of? Let us know, because like, like we say in every episode, this is a, a community podcast, so we want to get your feedback, and we want to hear from you, the community, what you enjoy, uh, what you'd like to see more of. And um, thanks so much to all the subscribers for everything you do, and I mean, just the amazing way that so many of you take the community, uh, you take an aspect of the community and you, you really help drive engagement and that feeling of community, through, whether it's through a Megadoot or a Convadoot or welcoming new users, the devotions, it's just amazing what everyone's getting up to and, and people like Murph who encourage and uh, leave wonderful remarks and comments on other headlines. It's just a wonderful place. So keep it up. and. Um, We'll still be around, hey, Prof and Kurgle, commenting and leaving our remarks on people's headlines and writing our own stuff. Yep. We'll be around. I'm not going anywhere. You can't get rid of me that easy. Yeah, I'll, I'll still be here. And thank you for having me on again. It was a lot of fun. I think, Kurgle, we've got to the stage now where we don't need to thank you. You're just becoming a, regu <laughs> a regular co-host, hey? <laughs> here we go. I think so, too. It's great yeah, having you so. on. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to have you join us as well. Thanks for your time. And um, really enjoyed hearing your voice on the radio. And uh, as I alluded to earlier, hearing you as well, making a cameo appearance in a, in a latest B sketch. That's really awesome. Congratulations for that. Yeah, thank um, you. It's, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Pretty cool. How did Mr. Kurgle react when, uh, when he heard you on that? He hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. He, he will. Excellent. Well, guys, have a very blessed May. Uh, if I may ask for prayer, I've got exams coming up. My first exams are on the 31st of May, and my last one is on the 15th of June. So uh, my engagement in the forum may dwindle over that period as well, but I'll do my best to check in and 
post the occasional dad joke and pun and uh, hopefully keep people rolling their eyes and uh, yeah I'll see you on the other side okay all right bye tally ho okay I made it through relatively issue free right can we all go on record and say that there were a there were a couple of spots where I was getting concerned but you made it there was one point, Prof, where you froze. But it was better than last time. It was better yes, than it, last it time. Yes, it was better. Baby steps. Baby steps.